This is the new blue review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, and uh, I'm Benji Shulman. And the new blue review shortly, we're going to be speaking to Dear South Africa and another Rob, except this time it is Rob Hutchinson talking everything from the Treasury to the Constitutional Amendment for Sign Language. So do stay tuned for that. Now, Interesting things coming out of the ANC conference this weekend. Some questions around exactly what are they going to do around the the continuing relationship between South Africa and Israel. Lots of complaining, interestingly, from the ANC about the issue of the AU. Um, South Africa very upset that uh, Israel is in the AU, which is kind of bizarre because there's lots of countries that are already in the AU, including, by the way, Kazakhstan. Did you know that? Kazakhstan, the UK, all sorts of other countries are part of the AU. But it does seem to be something of, of an obsession amongst South Africa when it comes to Israel being part of African Union. So something to watch. I'm interested to see what the final resolutions are. Uh, but definitely that was a big part of the focus. So we will have to see what the ongoing fight between South Africa and the rest of the continent is when it comes to Israel's participation in the African Union. Now, happy to have online, as we always have this time of the day and week, Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Very well in yourself, Benji. I'm doing very, very well. Rob, now, you always give me these long sort of mouthfuls that I have to... Uh, uh, and, and this one is no exception because this is the Treasury pre-budget consultation for the 2023 medium-term expenditure framework. And I'm just very glad I didn't take a shot of whiskey before I did the show this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. It is, it is quite a mouthful. And perhaps it's it's quite a mouthful of a policy as well. It's actually quite an uh, exciting and uh, welcomed venture by, by Treasury. And it's uh, sparked by, uh, by an international group that's actually uh, recognizing South Africa as having one of the um, most transparent and open budget processes in the world. In fact, South Africa's been ranked as, as second and third for, for quite a few years now, which comes as quite a surprise to, to most people, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. But well, the, budget, process, the budgeting is not the problem, Rob. I think it's the spending where South Africans exactly. tend to get a little bit upset. <laughs> Indeed it is. Indeed it is. If, if only that transparency carried on further down the line, that would be yeah. absolutely wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, it's what, what they actually praise South Africa for is the, the transparency and that it's easy to understand. If you look at some other countries, the budgeting process is not really for, for the layman and to draw the sticks to, to senators and so on and people who, who understand the whole process. But South Africa has a unique approach to it. So what they what they've proposed here is a public participation process where the public gets involved in formulating the budget, understanding it, and making suggestions on where their tax money should be spent. This is part of a global initiative. Five countries have been selected for this for this pilot, and we're in the second year. I remember uh, last year we did actually run run a campaign on this. And this is just a continuation for, for the second year. And what Treasury wants is um, uh, tips and tricks and uh, suggestions from the public on, on certain aspects around uh, fiscal policy, debt management, cross-cutting, which means climate change, financing and gender-responsive budgeting, bringing it across from different sectors, 
unemployment, social security, funding, energy. As as we know, we have a massive energy problem in South Africa. How should we manage ESCOM's debt, safety and crime, health and food security? All of those main parts of the budget. So Treasury's asked South Africans to get involved, um, have their say, put forward proposals in the pre-budget for the midterm expenditure framework. So, so Rob, I, mean, I remember back in the day when 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 we would have uh, budgets, and uh, I think Trevor Manuel was the the finance minister. They, had, they would have the trips for Trevor section where he would sort of read out ideas from from the public. This this is, is sort of similar line inputs for Enoch. Is, is, is that, is, is, is that where we're at at the moment? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Inputs for, you know, that would be a great one. It's very similar to that. Apparently that process will still be taking place and, uh, people will be able to send their, uh, inputs for Enoch, uh, in, in addition to this. This is a pre-process for that, more focused around the midterm, midterm budget framework. Now we've had a lot of discussion around the budget because there's all sorts of things that people want the government to pay for. Uh, you know, if you open the newspaper on any given day, you can see the national health insurance. You can see the, the 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 basic income grant. There's a question around what do we do with ESCOM. There's uh, I'm trying to think. Or the, the bailouts for SEOs and SAA. There's the petrol price. I mean, are, are members of the public in, encouraged to 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 engage with any of those? Absolutely. They're obviously a big part of. The, the budget process is managing South Africa's debt, and that stems a lot from from the state-owned entities. Although ESCOM's debt is on ESCOM's books, um, there is talk about shifting the debt to to the Treasury, which of course means to taxpayers, and how that process will be managed. Should it be done? Should it not be done? What about the other state-owned entities that are also in debt? So it is all open for for suggestion, and Treasury will. Uh, take into account every every policy or every proposal that does come through, and apparently afterwards there'll also be a discussion um, a session where they'll invite stakeholders, people who've participated, and and so on into an online event where uh, the, the 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 finer details can be can be ironed out and good policy and a good budget can be formed. You know, maybe we can have some inputs on the petrol price and e-tolls while we are at it, Rob. That might be, uh, uh, that Hopefully. might be very, very helpful because, you know, we, we know that this gets people hot under the collar. So maybe if you have some, uh, exciting ideas, uh, for that, then that could be very helpful as well. Um, now, Moving on slightly, we have a constitutional 18th Amendment bill, so we're changing the constitution, which is really interesting, to add an official language. That is the 12th official language. We're going to be talking uh, uh, talking about sign language, which um, being a radio show is less relevant, um, I suppose, Rob, but uh, you know, I suppose it is important, especially since I kind of, I feel like sign language gets abused um, sometimes in, in our country. It's not always accorded the respect that it deserves. If you, uh, for example, remember the what what I can't even remember his name, but during Mandela's funeral, when he when he oh, came, yes. he wasn't actually a proper sign language person. They just hired someone who had literally no idea what was going on. 
Uh, and, and I can remember somebody saying, you know, we, they knew that something was wrong because he was busy translating the prayer of the chief rabbi, uh, which was very impressive, except it wasn't even in Hebrew. It was like Amharic, which is like a dead language. So it was very impressive that he could actually uh, <laughs> translate that particular piece of sign language. So, so sign language not being given uh, the opportunities it's afforded. Interesting that they making want to look at it making a twelfth language. So we're going to be talking about that with Rob uh, just coming up. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM chatting to Rob Hutchinson today. And we're talking about a bid to make the sign language the 12th official language of the country. Uh, Rob, what is the push behind this and what are the implications if it's made in official language? Oh, it's, it's about time that uh, sign language was definitely recognized as an official language. It's As, as you were saying before the break, it, it has been sidelined. Um, many uh, hearing-impaired people have been uh, unfairly discriminated against in, and unable to participate in, in certain events, and especially uh, on, on a governmental level. Um, I know we have a problem in sign language or uh, accepting sign language in public participation, it does pose a, a major problem. How do we do it online? How do we do, uh, how do we submit those to Parliament and so on? So what, what they've done is obviously accepted sign language as an official language because it is, uh, states in the constitution in, in section nine that equality in terms of language and everybody should have the right and equal rights to represent their voices in their in their home language, and obviously, sign language is a home language for many people in South Africa. So it's a it's a great move um, to give the deaf the, the deaf community a voice, and they can then become an integral part of their own country and and communities. A, a good move. However, there's there's more to this as there are. This will bring the official language count to 12. But however, there are more proposals in Parliament to introduce two more languages, a 13th and a 14th language as well, that being Kilavedu and Kiswahili as, in, as official languages in South Africa. So there's a lot of work to be done in a lot of languages and with a quite a few different uh, interpretations of, of the law on, on the way. Whether 14 language is in 14 languages in a country is a good idea or not, uh, we'll have to see how it does play out. I mean, how many how many sign language users or do we have in the country? People who, who make use of it? Do, do we have sort of a number about how many people this will affect directly? There is quite a, a large community. Um, I'm not sure of the official figures, to be honest, but. It is definitely a significant number, enough to bring about an amendment to the constitution. And and in terms of, you know, okay, so we make it an official language, you know, Mazeltov, okay, you're official. So, like, what does that actually mean? Does it mean that the government can then legitimately put money towards it? Can you learn it at school? How does it affect the actual status of the language? That's actually quite an interesting uh, question. The, the, The reason it has to be, an official language is because all government documentation would now have to be done in sign language as well. And I, I'm really interested to see how they would uh, put forward, uh, say, for instance, uh, amendments to policy 
currently they they are done in in several several languages and presented as as PDF documents or on the website in several languages. But how they're going to do that as a sign language, or if they need to, is is another story altogether. So <laughs> we'll we'll have to see. And according and according to parliamentary rules, of course, there's going to have to be a sign language interpreters there. Uh, constantly in in Parliament and in any government hearing as well, any official hearing or uh, public meeting will have to include include a, include sign language at all levels. So it won't just be at parliamentary level, but if there's a town hall meeting, um, anything where an official decision is made, there will have to be sign language uh, interpreters there as well. Well, there you go. Very very interesting, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic, Benji. Wonderful week. There we go. Rob Hutchinson from Tia South Africa bringing us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks to the team who helps put it together. Craig who pushes all the big red buttons, Mashadi who is our producer and Vusi who is on our sound and we will see you next week on the New Blue Review.